Welcome to your weekly dose of red pill politics, the show that is not FDA approved, which can only mean one thing, probably won't kill you, and you just might learn something. Welcome aboard, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful week. Um, it's uh, been a kind of a mix here in the, the old Northeast. We've had some pretty nice weather, had a little bit of snow this past week, uh, but there's hints of spring right around the corner, and boy, am I glad to see that, because I... Going into this winter, I was very, very nervous. You know, I, I think I've said this every year for the last five or ten years is this is it. This is it because I think when the government's going to pull the plug, and, and I often describe it as that, as pull the plug, because you see there are so many things out there that could uh, be that domino that goes over. I, I don't care what it, it could be a natural disaster even. Everything is so sensitive, so delicate. Our economy is is in free fall. The dollar is in free fall. The uh, the the race uh, baiting that has taken place from our leaders, our our public servants. They're the ones who like to call themselves leaders and rulers. We got to start referring to them and remind them on a continuous basis that they are in fact servants. Right, they're serving all right. I'm, I just at this point, I question who it is their allegiance is to. No, I, I'm glad uh, warmer weather is coming right around the corner here. Um, <laughs> see a lot of the, the illegal aliens as they flood into the Northeast here, getting a, a good taste of winter for the first time, and they're all complaining. What the hell? Is this the way you treat invaders? Make us stay out in the cold? I demand this. I demand that. They say. All right. What are they doing here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts? Well, I'll tell you what Mayor Wu and uh, our communist uh, governor, Maura Healy, well, uh, to show you how much she loves all you black people, all you pobs out there, she went and took the eyesore that was developing over at Logan Airport and Mass and Cass where dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of illegal aliens were setting up camp in a much too visible way. So what they do, they injected them right into a low-income black neighborhood of Roxbury, took over their community center. That's where they are now. So all these parents out there wanted to keep their kids off the streets, away from crack and meth and heroin and fentanyl gangs. Where are they going to go now? And the kids are back out in the streets. You know, six months from now, 
the governor is going to come ratchet down because crime is out of control. All right. I don't know if it's because of you racist or you homophobes or climate change, but she'll find a way to blame you for it. I don't know. I'm fit to be tied. Um, this uh, this is getting crazier by the moment. All right. But we did get their attention. We did get their attention recently is uh, there was a border convoy. They headed down the border to bring some focus to this uh, to uh uh, take advantage and start bringing together all those people that realize that we are in a crisis here. All right, the uh, the independent uh, streamers, the independent media were the only ones really getting the stories out. Uh, one of my uh, go-to people to understand what's going on, how they're trafficking these people, the the details of how the NGOs are being used, who they're networked with, uh, came from Michael Yan. Did a wonderful job laying it right out. You think that the multi-million dollar uh, prostitutes out there, you know, that you'd hear something, a blip on the mainstream media, but nothing, nothing. You know, you know what they covered? They covered those lunatics up here in Massachusetts, that family that took in the illegals. <laughs> you take a closer look at that, those nitwits, and he is just another example uh, uh, the the caliber of crap that comes out of Harvard is, is he's in there. He's part of their uh, diversity, equity, inclusion department of Harvard. No wonder. Another one. You're going to be reading about him in about six months because he got his throat cut and his shit taken. That's what you're going to hear in about six months. And what will more Healy do? Oh, it's all it's all those racists and extremists. These people are angry, and you know we didn't blame you. I'm going to blame you. All right. We brought some attention to it. Now they're starting to wonder what in the heck's going on. This isn't an organic, you know, people uh, fleeing persecution. No, no, no. On a good day, on a good day, you, you may see an interview of, of a, a family who is indeed poor. All right. They, you know, really have done, uh, you know, they're not terrorists, but they come from a poverty-stricken area. And I have empathy for people like that who want a better life for themselves and their children. That's okay. But what is not okay is for the system, the the deep state system, to go to work and try to rebrand these people as, as political uh, 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 refugees. It, when they're not, they're economic refugees. And we have no obligation upon us to just let them walk in here just because they come from a, an economic shithole. I'm serious. It, it, you know, if your economy is that bad, we feel for you. But head back home and make the changes that you need. I mean, this is what socialism gets you. Right? We're a capitalist nation, and, and why we grew so strong so fast is because we had individual rights where, where the, the average person with a good work ethic and a strong mind, an inventor, can make great things happen. The sky is the limit. They can turn nothing into a multi-million dollar business that, that provides goods and services for all Americans, for the whole world. 
We're the only place in the world with that unique combination of individual property rights and the ability to <laughs> really grow without the, the government's mandates. Go back home and fix your socialism. Again, go back two weeks in the Bidenista regime uh, was out there saying, remember Biden growling into the mic? We've lost four democracies or, or uh, uh, yeah, democracies is what he said. And, and I have no doubt our founders did not want There's two things they feared above all else. Raw democracy in the standing armies. So, yeah, go ahead. You want to be a, a pure, raw democracy? Sure. Uh, the, the POVs will realize they can vote themselves largesse. They'll, they'll literally consume themselves. And then, you know, <laughs> where will we be? You know, where will we be in a few years? Don't build that damn fence too high. We might be running down to Mexico because things are better down there. It's getting there. We're really teetering right now. But what we're going to do is we're not going to stop with the pressure. I, I can tell you for a fact that if you are relentless and you stay on these people, they will make mistakes. They are hearing the grumblings, but it has got to be louder, folks. It's got to be louder. So, yes, we got their attention. Uh, There's a group that got together organically, which is what I like about this. It didn't come where there's a a head to be cut off. This is an organic collection of people across the country got together, said we got to do something, and it became a movement. Now, we had them on a few weeks ago just before the border convoy kicked off and I'm kicking myself in the butt. Cause one of the things that we were supposed to talk about was the longevity and we got wrapped up in everything that's going on. We had a great interview. I loved, uh, loved all of it, except for the part that I forgot to ask them, which is what is part two? What is part three? What comes after this? This can't be all. This isn't one and done. What are we going to do? So, I'm happy to say we got the organizers back with us again today. Uh, They're going to be our special guest on the show. We're going to do a quick recap of the event that just took place. Then we're going to jump into the meat and potatoes of what is going to happen from this point forward through the spring, through the summer, until the border is closed. That being said, I'm going to introduce my uh, guests, the organizers of Take OurBorderBack.com. Uh, Mark Sachs is with us. Mark Istikoff, Kim Yeter, Robert Aggie, Mark Anthony. And I've got to tell you, this Noel person, is she real or is she an AI? Because I've, I've talked to her the most and I haven't seen her on one of my interviews. we got to fix this. <laughs> uh, let, let's go through the list here. Uh, Scotty, uh, say howdy to the folks. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Each of us give a quick rundown. And then let's uh, jump right into things. Go ahead, Scotty. Thanks, Dave, for having us back. Uh, It's good to be back with your audience. So uh, I've been in mainstream media 40 years, Dave, and I've done everything you can do from produce and syndicate TV and radio programming to negotiate uh, music rights and the music industry for Johnny Cash. And essentially, uh, during COVID, I had a chance to start a radio show with Town Square Media, which owns 300 stations in smaller markets. And uh, we've been doing it since uh, the pandemic. 
show is growing, and uh, we're going into syndication this year with a goal of 200 markets. The show is called Sovereign Radio, and we got together. This group got together. Um, it is it is very much a grassroots organic group, as you said. Uh, we are not obedient vessels. <laughs> I like your opening, obedient vessels. We are quite the opposite. Uh, we got together and uh, we made a real run for this event, this border event, and there is more to come, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure. Excellent. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, Mark Istatov. Hello, Dave. Thanks you. Thank you for having us. Um, you know, as, as Scotty said, that uh, we just we, we come from different walks of life. Uh, you know, in my case, I was a business owner. I was awake. I've been awake since about 1989, uh, but felt that I was uh, just one uh, one person that really did could not uh, uh, make a difference, couldn't make an impact, penetrate the uh, this cabal that has infiltrated. And uh, of course, when President Trump announced he was running, then I felt like we had hope. Uh, so I've just been kind of on the uh, on the battlefield, um, doing what uh, God calls me to do, and uh, wherever He leads me, that's where I've been going. And so we are just a collection of just uh, regular grassroots American um, freedom-loving patriots, and uh, we're in the fight. Excellent. That's the attitude we all got to have. Is uh, that there's things out there that are <laughs> You know that are more important than um, than what um, are the little things in our lives. Uh, you know that they complicate things that that are the the wants. Right? There's needs and wants. And man, what what we need right now is to regain, uh, get the reins back in our hands in this government. So hopefully, everyone's starting to get out of their comfort zone. Um, and realize that they've got a role to play in this. This is not going to have a solution that comes from the top down. Uh, good stuff. Um, Kim. Hi, Dave. Good morning, my friend from Mass. It's wicked cool to be here this morning. <laughs> oh, we're glad to have you. Don't don't think all, all the peeps here in Massachusetts are like our uh, government. <laughs> we're it's like many other states. There's a, an awful lot of normal people. but There are. There people. are. I miss Massachusetts. I love it. I love it. And I yeah, I went to the other coast, Dave. Well, I'll tell you what. I uh, raised my children out here in California. I'm a mom of four. I'm an amazing husband. And uh, I have a peak performance breakthrough coaching business. And about four years ago, I was over at KCAA Radio. And I was part of a radio show called The Fabulous Lifestyle. And I remember thinking, gosh, I really want to make an impact. And some of the things we're talking about aren't impactful. And if I, if I can't move the needle with what I'm doing, then I don't want to be doing it. And the opportunity arose as the owner of the station reached out and said, would you be open to doing a show on recalling Gavin Newsom? And I was like, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. It was amazing. And that was the beginning of Take Your Power Back California recall Gavin Newsom and I started my take your power back show and then moved over to Salem radio since canceled censored and then canceled and God is good. He always opens up other doors for us when we, when we're standing in truth and then Scotty, Mark, and I started the the National Take Our Elections Back initiative. So working closely with Dr. Douglas G. Frank, Mike Lindell's team's Patriot Force, and we became very aware of what was happening 
at the border, you know, to where, you know, our feet were on the ground at the border. And it was in the midst of that that we were like, God has put us here for such a time as this. We have a way to get the word out. It's our responsibility to step into our power to give others their power back and close that border. So uh, you mentioned being censored and uh, canceled. This is a big thing with a lot of people. Um, yeah. I'm coming back from my third time being canceled. Oh. Uh, what, what was it that you talked about that was uh, so dangerous? Gosh, it, it, this is so nuts. So Clay Clark had been on my show many times, and I had scheduled him for another show at Salem, and I got an email in the night before that I could not have Clay on the show. I was curious, why can't I have Clay on the show? I pay them to have my station, right? They work for me Kind of like the government works for we, the people, right? So there's not supposed to be any restrictions on who I have. And uh, so I I text back, you know, what's going on? Well, he's in the midst of litigation with Dominion machines, the whole Dominion thing. And I knew right then and there, they were unwilling to stand for truth. They were covering their butts. And so I did a show, you know, Scotty pulled Scotty in. We did a show on when the good guys go bad and the bad guys go good. And we put censored across the top of it. We didn't throw Salem under the bus because we love the people that work there. But the reality is we've got to hold these big dogs accountable for standing in truth. They've been given a responsibility, just like we've been given a platform and a responsibility. So because I did that. And I said we were censored and I spoke it out and I asked the questions as to what do you do in the midst of this? How do you handle this adversity? I got the call in. You're not allowed on our platform anymore. You're done. Wow. Well, uh, like you said at the beginning, you know, sometimes uh, the good Lord bumps us out of the nest and uh, he's got greater ambitions. So that's the way I look at it. I I had to work harder and smarter uh, to get the same message out, but you know, the, uh, I'm glad he did. You know, it wouldn't would our message fall on deaf ears? Would we spend a lot of time? There's a reason for everything. It oh, is frustrating, yeah. but it is very telling at the same time. It's, so it's building. It's building the God reliance muscle. We don't rely on man. We rely on God. Right on. All uh, right, Robert. Um, how about you? Yeah, Dave. Well. You know, I'm just a simple guy from the backwoods of Texas, and, you know, I didn't have a social media account back in 2021. I'm just kind of remodeling homes, doing a bunch of tractor work, and listening to podcasts like yours, uh, trying to understand what was what was going on in the world, and wasn't involved in anything. And then I heard General Flynn, you know, speak at a, a reawakened conference down in Tampa, and he said, local action creates national impact. You must get involved. It's up to us. And, uh, you know, that really resonated with me. It it actually frightened me because I've never been involved in anything. But when we got back here to Texas, one of the first things we did was get involved in our county commissioner meetings, trying to wake them up to the whole pandemic. And there was actually some successes there. And I I realized the first time that all you got to do is show up and speak up and things change, especially when you have uh, numbers with you. Well, you know, that led to my wife noticing a, a digital billboard in town right across from the high school and 
uh, came to me with this and said, hey, we need to get a message up to the people. We need to wake them up to what's going on with this pandemic. How many people are dying from the jab, being injured from the jab? They're about to put up pop-up vaccine clinics in, the, in, this, in this high school across the street. we got to do something. And I said, yeah, you know, when you come out to the children, that's a line that you don't cross. That's, that's war. And we must, uh, we must put everything, uh, all of our resources and talents into this battle. So we put up this billboard. Little did we know that it was going to result in uh, putting, putting our general contracting business on hold and committing uh, to a new ministry, which was putting up billboards all across this nation, waking the people up to uh, many different things, uh, whether it was J6 or uh, the pandemic or border issues and trafficking. And uh, we started putting up uh, human trafficking billboards last year and uh, and, and, you know, I had, had a gentleman reach out to me. You know, we were on this remnant revolution tour. We went around the United States awakening the lions uh, and, and encouraging people to stand up and, and get involved and find their, their role in this fight. Uh, a gentleman reached out to me and he wanted to, to put up some billboards. And he was talking about border issues and trafficking and whatnot. And right about that time, as I, I was beginning of this year in January, um, just several weeks ago, you know, I get a phone call from Mark Anthony and Kim Yeeter and uh, these other guys saying, hey, you got to jump on this call. We're talking about um, going down to the border, uh, talking about organizing a convoy. And, you know, one thing led to another. And I, I knew that uh, through several confirmations that this is something I was supposed to be involved in. And, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a huge honor and I, I believe a success in a, in a phase one to uh, re- restore in our nation. Wow. Well, uh, what was the reaction? How was the, the billboard? Is Has that been uh, um, popular? Has that been attracting the attention you need and uh, getting people activated? Yeah, you know, billboards are a great way to get a message out, especially if you stick them at an intersection, right? When you're sitting there at the light and you're just waiting to waiting to move and you're looking around. Uh, when, you're, when you're sitting there pumping gas and you look up and you see this big billboard and it says, take our border back, stop fentanyl uh, deaths stop human trafficking, uh, you know, stop stop the illegal entry. Uh, when you got these messages up, it, it makes people think, and it also encourages them because they know that there are other people out there in the fight. You know, it's not just them. You know, they see a remnant that is out there fighting, and it, I, I believe it really, it, it, it boosts the morale, and it also, you know, causes people to pause and question uh, what is happening. And the fact that somebody would take the time and, and effort to put up a billboard, you know, draws attention to the seriousness of the matter uh you know we've seen huge success in there uh, so much so that they actually took down the billboards in san ysidro that we uh, put up <laughs> for, for, for kim and her my neck of the woods oh yeah shut them all down mm-hmm. you know, we've had campaigns up here and we encourage uh you know your average person you've got a utility trailer you put an eight foot sheet of plywood on there you make your own sign uh pull that around town and chain it to a a street corner every now and again and you know people started doing that it's unavoidable when you see something like that driving through town and it snaps people awake man get the websites and the info out there and uh at all levels uh, but we we got some locations up here along the mass pike that are very popular for that there's an old farmer got a, a big open field and a couple of 53 foot box trucks up there and it's purely uh, and totally viewable from the mass pike and a lot of traffic goes by so uh, we're eyeballing some locations ourselves out here but one thing's for sure and i at some point would love to touch base with uh 
um, the next speaker here, Mark Anthony, uh, regarding the trafficking here in Massachusetts, the the, the pedophiles and in, in the, the child molestation is out of control. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I know it's bad all across the country, but these characters are attracted to Massachusetts like a moth to a flame. And we're surrounded with predators. They're in our schools. They're in every town, everywhere. It's awful. Um, all right, good stuff. Uh, Mark Anthony, how about you, brother? I don't think I see Mark here. Is Mark here? No, he's not. He didn't Mark, make it in? No, I'm so sorry. Mark and Noel were not able to make it in today. Mark had a very important meeting in regards to the work that we're doing. Let's oh, take our okay. back. Okay, I'm sorry. I missed that in there. Uh, well, let's jump right into it then. We got five minutes before our, our uh, first break. Um, what do you think is the most important uh, take-home message from the last rally? We'll start with a recap of how things went uh, logistically. Uh, did the message get out? Uh, did you talk mm-hmm. to some politicians, uh, sheriffs? Um, how did that go as far as the messaging and in the event uh, logistically? You know, we had a message that we were going to have a peaceful, lawful assembly and prayer. And do you know what, Dave? That's exactly what it was. It was truly a success because we, the people, came together peacefully and lawfully. And I'll tell you what, in San Ysidro, people went down to their knees in prayer, praying for our city, praying for our country, praying for our leaders, binding up the enemy. It was powerful. I mean, that didn't just happen in San Ysidro. It happened in Yuma. It happened in Texas. There were baptisms in Texas. This is a time of revival. This is a time of putting the first things first, putting things back in the right order, because when you have the creator, God, in in the right place, everything else falls in line. But the moment you put the country or these leaders or the government above God, it will fall. And now what we're doing, I really believe that this movement is a big part of putting the first things first. And, and we had police officers that ran up to us after convoying and and they were they were they were um just amazing amazing so i'm still blown away by the hearts of these people they ran up to us and said hey we just want to let you know this was the most organized professional peaceful lawful assembly we have ever been to we are so moved when your law officials come up to you And one, they're supporting we, the people, and they're speaking and they're saying, wow, like they're moved. It tells you that God is on the move and God is bringing his people together. And that's why we came together, for God to bring his people together and for us to take our country back. And number one, we got to close that border to take this country back. Dave, um, let me add to that. Uh, It is a movement, as you said, and we're going to continue to build that movement but we estimate between the national and local interviews we did, uh, we estimate we reached over 50 million people with our message. So we started as a group of six. We immediately had hundreds of people involved around the country. Uh, Robert got busy putting the convoy together. That turned into hundreds of people. 
We got busy uh, planning with the media. That turned into hundreds of more, and we eventually had thousands of people that participated. We had about close to 10,000 people over the three locations. They were peaceful assemblies, despite Wired uh, Magazine and um, Vice Online trying to say we're Christo-fascist. If you can define that one, Dave. A new word, huh? Christo-fascist and white nationalist. Yes, that's what we were. But we, we pulled off a very uh, peaceful assembly. We got ahead of the messaging. We got out in front of the messaging. We know we were surveilled without warrants by the feds. They were listening to our every meeting and monitoring our every call. And, you know, that was a good thing they listened in because they know how organized we were, particularly with regard to our security, thanks to Mark Anthony. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, between getting ahead of the messaging in very tight security with Green Berets and Navy SEALs and uh, off-duty police. We that really makes it hard when you get out ahead of them like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I hear uh, bumper music coming in, so uh, hold that thought. I definitely want to pick up on that uh, when we get back on from the break here. Um, stay with us, folks. We're interviewing the organizers from TakeOurBorderBack.com. You're listening to Red Pill Politics, the Republic Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back after these messages. Cheers. Are we all that hard to Bloodlines of history, they sit at the top, counting all the gold they have brought on. They put their puppets into place Then pull the strings Simple whisper, slide of hand Twisted evil play Oh, they may tell you In everything that you do I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. 
State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. We are live on Al Gore's Internet right now. It's February 18th. We're halfway through, actually two-thirds of the way through the month of February. Rock is sledding into March. We're going to be doing some really good gardening uh, shows coming up uh, as we got to get some food in the ground this year, folks. Uh, there's nothing that gives me the warm and fuzzies like being able to feed myself. And the same should go for you. So we got some great shows coming up in the future. I'm going to be letting you know about, so be ready. Show up with your pen and your notebook, because we're going to dive into the details. This isn't going to be a a basic level thing. I assume most of you have grown some food before. So we're going to get into some real nitty-gritty stuff that should hopefully uh, really increase your crops, deal with pests and things like that. So good stuff on the horizon. Uh, For those that are just tuning in, where the hell you been? We started a half hour ago. Let's go, folks. Get the get yourself um, over to the republicbroadcasting.org website. Check out the other programmers. we got stuff there to feed your brain seven days a week. we got a one-click player on every page of the site so even progressives can listen. Okay? Jump right in, share it around, and on your way out, hit that donation button. Folks, donations large or small are greatly appreciated. A $5 donation will go to good use. So please, you are hearing me right now because of you, because of people like you. We do not get any money from the corporate fat cats. That's why I can talk about vaccines. That's why I can talk about illegal aliens 
Agenda 21. All right. And I can connect those dots and I'm not going to be censored here. All right. So enjoy and, and appreciate what you got. Help us out where you can. And of course, I'd love to have you on my mailing list. You can do that simply by going to redpillpolitics.tv, subscribing yourself to this and my other snarky musings. And um, yeah, that's the way that goes. If you want to participate at a deeper level right now, there's two ways you can do that. You can go to redpillpolitics.chattango.com where there are people over there chatting it up as we speak. Or you could follow my Rumble channel. All right, get right in there, share links and resources. I want these videos and the resources to travel all together. So jump in, get active, share things around, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, notifications, blah, blah, blah. Let's get back into it here. Uh, this week, we're following up. This is part two of uh, the border convoy. All right, takebackourborder.com is the website. Uh, we just got a recap um, or in the process of getting a recap of how this last event went down and so far so good. Uh, but then we're going to jump right into uh, what's going on in the future because this is not a one and done thing. So um, if we could, let, let's pick up where we left off. Uh, talk about what your plans are now as, as we uh, move forward and reorganize for phase two of this. And uh, then maybe uh, later on in the second half of the show, we can uh, field some questions from the audience. Um, but, yeah, what's on the horizon? What what are we planning here as a, a follow-up? And uh, one of the things is, you know, I've spoken with a few of you. I'm eager to see um, what materializes on your website and what things, actual things for people to do, because there's nothing worse than stagnation when people feel that they really aren't part of something that they aren't wanted there isn't a job for them they drift away quite often they lose interest do you have something that will be uh incorporated into this effort because i've been to uh dc i've been to virginia when they had the 2a dust up um i've been to a uh, the uh, other dc convoy um People need something to do. I found that, you know, maybe 5% of those that went to the first D.C. convoy, you know, 95% of them, they were, their hearts were there, but they just, you know, couldn't go for whatever reason. What can we do in our states? Because I think there's a job for us. I, I'm convinced that we're not going to change things unless we take a role in this. We, the people, are going to have to be the leaders, not the leaders uh, that are <laughs> uh, have created this mess are not going to solve it. So, what what's in store not only for the next convoy effort, um, but how will, will you put people to work uh, back home? Dave, I think it's first important to <clears throat> continue to shine the light on the problem and really put pressure on our local and state officials because they can do something about it. They can follow Greg Abbott's lead. He's starting to take appropriate actions. I think. Robert alluded to local action equals national impact. We got to put pressure on at the local level, our local officials. After all, this is not getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse because we have a national security threat like we've never had. Military age men that uh, everybody I've interviewed on Sovereign Radio, military guys like Colonel John Mills. We've talked to Colonel Pete Chambers, Victor Avila, probably one of the 
most uh, effective border agents. He served this country at the border. They all agree these military-aged men are here for a purpose. They're going to be used. We're going to see terror attacks on our soil. It's going to be pretty bad. We've got a fentanyl problem like never before. And the human trafficking, uh, which Mark Anthony can speak to at length, of course, next time, uh, it is at an all-time high. America's the largest hub for human trafficking. That's something for us to be proud of. $185 billion industry. So putting pressure at a local level on your local officials, your state officials, it is an election year. They all want to be reelected. They've got to know where we stand, and we've got to continue to take a stand and say no to the open borders. You know, one of the things that I um, that stands out to me, maybe it's just me because I spent, you know, 17 years in municipal government, but I, I recall government being very hostile to people that came in uh, or, or were discovered to have changed use in their property or their facility, for example, is called a change of use. And in many zoning and, and that type of thing and bylaws have gone so crazy, you have uh, facilities. And I look like uh, the example when I opened up the show of uh, the community center in Roxbury, you know, just what I saw, I'd be willing to bet, number one, that they exceeded the fire code. There's probably more people in there than anyone else. If it was a bar or a, a club or whatever, that if you could have 99 people and you had 101, they come in and fine you and shut you down. Um, if they changed the use, they went from something that was open to the public, a community center, which is what all the intent of our tax dollars went towards. Now it's turned into a, a shelter as defined on Title VIII, Section 1324, for trafficking illegal aliens. That's a change of use. So why are, are individuals in their towns, when they discover that their, their elected officials and their public servants have gone awry and are harboring these people uh, in violation of Title VIII, why do we not go into the boards, demand that their occupancy permit be uh, revoked? To get the fire chief in there and say, get uh, all but 99 of these people out of here or lose a permit, shut them down, put the whole machine in reverse. I, I don't know why we're not going back after them using their own uh, their own laws, policy, ordinance and code. I mean, is that an option, do you think, to go after the permitting and the, the individuals that facilitate this locally? Yes, yes, and yes. The problem is we don't know how to use the law. So, and I'm guilty, just as guilty. We, the people, are responsible for understanding how to utilize the tools before us. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when I look at God's word, if we don't know what it says, how the heck can we implement it in our lives to be able to bear the fruit? It's the same thing with the Constitution. You know, Dave, if we don't understand how to utilize it in support of we the people, then, you know, we're going to allow these other people are going to come on in and they're going to continue to manipulate. So we really need to understand how to utilize the Constitution. And there's a lot of different tools out there right now that are supporting we the people so that that becomes their foundation. They know how to wield that sword. So I think that when the people are taught how to utilize the law, 
right? In accordance with the Constitution, I think we are going to be able to take our power back. So let's go back for a second. We were talking about local action equals national impact. We, the next step for all of us is to continue to shine that light, like Scotty said, and to get involved. And sometimes we just don't know where to start. Just start. Just start. Put yourself out there. Get out of your comfort zone. Get involved in something. And then put your truth meter on. I always ask God to give me that truth meter. Give me the wisdom and discernment so that I am in alignment with what is true. Because there's a lot of movements out there. But it doesn't mean they're moving in the direction of truth and truly uniting we the people for the right for that that correct purpose. So we're not done yet. We just uh, it was funny. I was thinking of the analogy of, you know, when you like rev the engine up, right? You're revving the engine. We are just getting our engine started now. And we're going to keep our feet wet. And when you ask what's next, I have to tell you, we got to confess, Dave. We're in the midst of post-production. And do you know what that means? You've got to tie up the loose ends. There's people to thank. There's things to put in place. There's um, special things we're doing for uh, for San Ysidro, for those that um, are, are, you know, for a mom who lost her, ch- her child to fentanyl. I mean, there's people that we're really supporting through this. The same thing in Texas and in Yuma. So we're really tying up the loose ends, but we're continuing to shine the light. And you know what's funny? I was just thinking about the website. We have a meeting today with our website guy. And um, we've got to get on that website right away. Right away. We're not done yet. <laughs> So I'm excited for what's next. Could make that a, a hub, you know. That you know, you want people to come back. Yeah. We need that supporting information because there's a lot going on in our, you know, in every state. Uh, it'd be nice if you could work into uh, your website uh, an interactivity, and, and some of that might be through your social media. Um, but you know, the quick exchange of uh, files and information. Um, allow for uh, rally development, things like this. Mm. Uh, I know there was a uh, people were starving for information, looking for uh, competent streamers and things like that. Uh, I know I was. I was trying to connect with as many as I could and start bringing in all those individual little nuggets that just get lost out there. Mm. There is such relevant information that is brought to light by. You know, just your average Joe is at the right place at the right time. There are so many of us. And I think that's the Achilles heel of this is that no matter how hard they try, no matter how ominous uh, the deep state and the globalists seem, you know, they can't be everywhere always. We got to be like, I've used this analogy before, you know, you can put a warrior and give them this, the biggest, most modern weaponry that, to go into the forest and be able to slay the greatest of beasts. But if you send them in there, cage them up with a bee's nest, they're done for. I don't care how big and bad your weapons are. We got When government oversteps its boundaries, we've got to make it synonymous with stepping into a bee's nest. That there are just too many of us to, to oppose. I, I'm hearing now, and I love this, the, the truckers... They have got such a a central role in this. I, it, you know, it, it was an understanding, an epiphany I came to 
because they really do move the things across America. And they're now uh, looking at New York saying, you know what? You people have just come unglued. You know what? You sit there and compost in your own filth. We're not bringing you nothing. The truckers are, are starting. I don't want to use the, the boycott word too much because they'll come after them for interfering with commerce. Uh, but this is exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, Choke yeah. off the monster and let them wither and wilt. The people will rise up and say, you know what? We do like our things in our stuff. So let's change our leadership and change our direction. Um, that type of pressure. I love it. I love that. I hope every state Robert is- can speak, Dave, Robert can speak to the truckers because the truckers had an incredible impact on the take our border back movement. Yeah. Do you want to hit that Robert? No. Uh, give us the sentiment that, that you're picking up out there in the trucker community. Well, you know, they're, they're ready to do something. Um, and they, they have been doing many things. Uh, we've seen them just kind of uh, take that baton and run with it. And, you know, right now I'm hearing that they're, that this has created ripples throughout the United States, throughout Canada, and actually other countries. We're on some X spaces uh, with, with some truckers who have, have led convoys and um, are, are very influential in that area. And this has already um, created other convoys spinning off of it. There's one getting ready to take off in Canada. I'm getting word there's there's one about to start in Australia, and it's really inspired them uh, mm-hmm. to get up and to move and to, and to do something. You know, there's so many things that that we can do, <clears throat> and you know, I, I I truly believe you know we need to all ask ourselves what is it that I can do. Um, it's not about uh, just us here with the Take Our Border Back Convoy Steering Committee, right? You know, we're we're, we're putting together you know what we can, um, but we're we're only six people, but there's millions of us out there. And all it takes is a million people to do one thing each. And now we've done a million things, right? Uh, you know, it, it can be as simple as, you know, for, for Texas is, you know, go into our, our X space or, or our, our X channel or to our Telegram, uh, which you can find on the homepage of Take Our Border Back and, and watch some of the videos that we're clipping out from Dripping Springs and from the main rally and listen to the words that, you know, Commander Jay Furman and uh, Ryan Zink and these other congressional candidates are speaking while they're up on this platform. Listen to their words and see, do you, does that resonate with me? And do I, how can I support them? You know, this guy's in my district and we got to put the right people in place. It's so important. And we got to support folks like Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, who's, who is in the fight, unlike anyone else that I know. Um, I mean, there's conversations that are being had right now, some of which I can't even speak about uh, alliances that are being made uh, with with different organizations here in Texas that are really exciting. Uh, but we, we must get behind, you know, those those men who are are, are are working so hard right now to facilitate something that have dedicated their 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 life uh, to focus on this mission and aren't you know distracted by by the shiny things over here. Uh, it's. It's, uh, it's, it's really exciting uh, what's happening. Uh, this, this is just a beginning. Um, you know, we're, we're going to see some other things uh, uh, spin out of this here real soon, be making some announcements. You know, there's something really interesting that's about to take place here in Texas. I mean, it's, it's all across the United States, but the solar eclipse on April 8th enters into Eagle Pass, which is really interesting, um, that location, right, for, for obvious reasons. 
and uh, it's going to shoot up across uh, Texas through San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and then it's going to continue up to the northeast, up to your neck of the woods. Uh, but I believe that's a very significant day, uh, even for, for, for Texas itself I and mean, for the whole nation. It actually completes the, the, the last um, um, part of the Aleph, which is the Paleo-Hebrew letter for God. And, and his sovereignness that seems to have been written across this nation. Uh, but there's going to be there's going to be some events that are going to be taking place around that time that we can involve ourselves in together. But, you know, ask yourself, what what can you do? You know, what can you do on your local county level? You know, what are, what sheriffs are out there that are constitutional sheriffs that are going to stand up for our rights? You know, uh, we, you know we, we have to look at ourselves and see what it is that we can do to get involved. No, Robert, I got to tell you, that it is an example of how far we have slid. We've got states like Connecticut, the Constitution state, doesn't have sheriffs anymore. There is no county sheriff in the, in the entire state of Connecticut. And here in Massachusetts, they have uh, essentially neutered and, and uh, uh, done away with county government. We don't have county roads and county commissions, except for... Uh, Boston and a few in the South Shore, but they exist on paper. Uh, the Deval Patrick era, they put our sheriffs underneath the governor like a cabinet level. So there is literally a deconstruction of the constitutional elements of our uh, states uh, across the union. So they're in various stages of, of health or illness, however you want to put it. Um, but, you know, down at the border, I'm getting a sense as I talk to more and more people pushing for political change is a little bit different down there. You know, when you get a true patriot that wants to stand up, close the borders down, you know, stop the uh, drug trafficking, stop the human trafficking. These people uh, sometimes, if they're not convinced to just drop out, uh, they wind up dead. The cartel activity in the, the three states you're operating in is quite significant it is i mean we got your typical street track up here uh but we don't quite have the the activity of the cartels as a political influence that's down there on the border states so is this something that's going to take cross-border uh cooperation with the mexican government or do you think uh that we have what it takes to fight the cartels off our own turf I think it does need to have a cooperation there, and we're actually seeing some of that cooperation. It took place even at the rally, um, some things I can't even speak on. But, uh, you know, what you say is, is very important, and there are so many um, elected officials, uh, even sheriffs, that are involved with the cartel, and we're calling them out. And we're shining light on that. It's the most important thing we can do is shine light, best disinfectant, and support sheriffs like Sheriff Coe in Kenny County, who, who showed up. To the rallying K motto and and spoke the truth. You know, if we if we can get behind folks like that, we're going to be very successful. You know, Dave, the the left is so good at dividing and conquering us on every front, and they want to divide us. Um, the Mexican border, uh, the other side of that border, are our friends. They're our friends. They're our family in many cases. The Mexican people are uh, warm and loving people. And uh, I think President Trump proved we can work with them on the other side of the border to make some good things happen. If we are working on both sides of the border, 
this problem is resolved very quickly. You can shut down the borders. You know, Trump says in a day he'll have the problem resolved. But Tom Homan is realistic. The borders are said it will take 180 days minimum to get all of the let's just say the cleanup to uh, deport all of these. Well, like we lost him there. I was really uh, looking forward to hearing what he had to say. Um, you, know, you know, Dave, I uh, I have to add and say that, you know, you, you, you discuss about uh, what people can do. I think it begins with opening your mouth and engaging in conversation. We've been so divided that we lost sight of, of the true enemy. And it's a, it, it truly is a spiritual war. And uh, my big thing is red pilling. I will talk to anybody, anywhere, engage in conversation. And there's so many issues that you can bring up and talk about. I mean, it boggles my mind that people forget that they forced people to stick needles in their arms. Mm -hmm. Or you'd lose your job. Um, I mean, it it boggles my mind. I mean, there's so many issues that you can just uh, get into conversation on, dialogue. That's fresh in people's minds, too. You bring up something uh, important but correlates to the border invasion is people uh, still remember that hostility in in what they were, uh, what was pushed upon them. And then we're going to have to be open to these migrants and they walk in and they're not even. Uh, let's t- talk about that right after the break. We got uh, a couple messages coming in. Uh, you're listening to Red Pill Politics. This is Republic Broadcasting Network. Hit that share button. We'll be right back after these few messages. Stay with us. Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, 
and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.